Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, ladies, welcome back to the show. This week, we're going to be talking about jealousy and shutting the door to it in our lives. And I, I just really believe that this is a topic that nobody really wants to talk about because we're kind of embarrassed to admit that I have had jealousy in my life or maybe I'm jealous right now. And so I want to have a conversation about it. I want to bring it out in the open. I want to stop talking about it behind the bush (laughs) and just have an honest conversation about it because I believe that number one, jealousy is not of the Lord. And I think that we we know those things. We know that it's not a newsflash to us, but I believe that God's heart is to set us free from the effects of jealousy because it's not his heart. It's not his will. It's not part of his plan for any of us. I think that we've all been jealous at some point, right? I have, and I'm going to share a little bit about that this week, and I'm sure that you have too. Perhaps you're there right now. So like I said, let's bring this topic out into the open so we can have not only an honest conversation about it and and not only recognize its origin, but let's shut the door to it. Because here's the thing about jealousy. It will impact our lives. It has impacted my life, and I'm sure that you can see how it has probably impacted your life. It will produce fruit in our lives, but here's the thing. It's not the kind of fruit that you and I want to bear as women of God. We want our lives to bear fruit because bearing fruit brings glory to to the Lord, right? And so we want that. And so let's make our let's make sure that our lives are bearing the kind of fruit that we want to bear that is honoring to the Lord. The thing about jealousy is it costs us something. It costs us something. The fruit that it produces in our lives, it costs us. In other words, jealousy, it will cost you. It will cost me. And at some point, you have to ask yourself if you're willing to keep paying the high price that jealousy costs. And it is a high price. There are three big areas that it costs us. I mean, there's many, many more than just three, but I think that the three biggest ones that really stand out is number one, it destroys relationships. And if it doesn't completely destroy a relationship, jealousy will definitely fracture it because jealousy is attached to comparison and competition. They're kind of weaved together and they're like attached to to one another. Jealousy, again, jealousy is attached to comparison and competition. It begins by comparing ourselves with what another woman has, what she has achieved, maybe her appearance or something of that nature. Whatever it is, it makes you feel less or that you are lacking somehow because you are comparing what you see Or catch this, because this is also a part of it, not only maybe comparing yourself to what you really do see or what you perceive that you are seeing in her, 
because sometimes it's our own perception, right? We're seeing something that necessarily isn't there and that is creating jealousy and competition and and comparison but its fruit is jealousy so it starts with comparing ourselves and then its fruit that it produces in our lives is jealousy now rather than the possibility of a really great friendship with this other woman she now becomes the competition so we kind of see how this starts right it starts with comparing ourselves and then the fruit is jealousy And then it turns into competition. So instead of like, man, you could be missing out on a really great relationship. You could be missing out on a lifelong friend, a sister in the Lord who, you know, has got your back and and will support you in prayer and encourage you and spur you on in your faith. Now she's become a competition. She's become your standard, your measuring rod in which you are measuring yourself against and And we start to sort of like want to up on the other, up one, up on the other. And we want to outshine. We want to outdo. We want to, we just kind of want to be better. We kind of want to like edge her out, if you will. And none of that is from God, is it? Like, and we know that, don't we? And so I think that this conversation is just so good because, listen, I feel like the enemy is leveling up his attacks against people in the church, men and women alike. But I think that it's so important that we sort of step back and recognize that jealousy, comparison, and competition, listen, they are not from the Lord. They are not from the Lord. That is nothing that the cross has spoken over you and over me. All of those things are ways that the enemy can get kind of a foothold into relationships within the church. And once he gains a foothold, he begins to build a stronghold. And jealousy, I think that another area that it costs us, which is a really high price, is division right? Because if we're pitted against one another and now she's become our competition because I'm comparing myself to her and I feel jealous and I feel I feel like I can't be her friend because I'm just comparing myself to what she has and what I feel like I don't. And so now she's kind of become my quote unquote enemy because she's competition. Well, the enemy has wedged himself in there and the world that is so divided, it needs a unified church. And so the world is full of jealousy and competition and comparison. And so if if they do want to maybe, you know, explore the possibility of becoming becoming a part of the church and becoming a follower of Christ, if they see jealousy and competition and comparison within the church, what is attractive about that? Nothing, because they already have that in the world. And so you and I, as followers of Christ in the big church, the capital C church, we're called to be different and to look differently, to sound differently, and to do relationships differently. The second big thing the, that it costs us is it makes us to, it makes us feel small and insignificant because when we're measuring ourselves according to what we see in someone else, we will always feel small. We will always feel insignificant because. 
for whatever reason, whatever it is that we are measuring ourselves against in what we see in that other person, it makes us feel a little less than, doesn't it? Because they have something that I don't possess. And so somehow they are better than me or they're smarter than me or they're more gifted than I am or their their impact is somehow greater. Uh, it's such a lie. But the third big area that it costs us is it feeds insecurity. I think at the root of jealousy, competition, and comparison is insecurity. Let me repeat that. The root of jealousy, competition, and comparison is insecurity. That's the root of it. And if we're going to, if we're going to, you know, come at this and really be set free from these areas, we have to be willing to have those honest conversations and come at these things from the root level. Because this this feeding insecurity, it's as if we're believing that if we had what she has, we would somehow feel better about ourselves, about our lives, about our gifting or the calling that God has on our lives. And each of those points, they cost us too much, right? They cost us way too much. And if it costs you your peace, ladies, it costs too much. The price is too high. All of those things will cost you your peace. When you think about competition, when you think about comparison, when you think about jealousy, do any of those produce peace in your life? No, because it's it consumes our thoughts, it consumes our energy. We're, you know, constantly striving to better ourselves and to improve ourselves and to kind of make our mark in the world. And it's, you know, maybe keeping us up at night. It's it just really robs us of our peace. And if it costs you your peace, it's too much. It is too much. So If you're tired of paying the price, here are some tools that have helped me greatly in this area of of my of my faith, uh, because I'm going to share a little bit here about the different ways that jealousy has cost me. But I want to give you before I do that, I want to give you some tools that the Lord has helped me be able to walk this out and make sure that I don't take the bait to jealousy, competition and comparison. Number one is identity, identity. You all knew that I'd go there. If you have been meeting with me in the online space here on the podcast, you've been to my She Rises events that I host, you've read my books, you've attended any of the online courses that I've that I've hosted, or you're just a friend of mine. I've, you know, done life with you. You knew that this would be right up at the top. Identity. Because here's the thing, ladies. Attaching your value and worth to what you have or you do is not where you find those. Let me repeat that. Attaching your value and your worth to what you have or what you do is not where you find your value and your worth. Your value and your worth is found in Jesus alone, in him alone. So if you... If you think about if you think about the things that you wish you had and that that is going to make you feel like more valuable, you're going to feel like you're a little bit more worthy. So what happens then if you get those things that you think you lack in and is creating jealousy in your life? Then what? It will show up somewhere else because what you have gotten, what you think that you've gained and is going to give you value and worth 
it's not going to be enough because you haven't, you haven't found those in Jesus. And so it's just going to show up somewhere else. And then the cycle starts all over again. And it's just like this hamster wheel that just keeps going round and around and around. And the, the exit ramp off of that is finding your identity in Jesus Christ and attaching, aligning your value and your worth in him in him being firmly rooted and established in who you are in Christ and this this process of of being firmly secure in who you are your identity that is a process that is a lifelong process and can i humbly encourage you be committed to the process be committed to the process hard work is hard work but it's worth it let me repeat that hard work is hard work but it's worth it. So be committed to the process. Will it always feel good? No. Will it be hard sometimes? You bet it will. But you know what? There is freedom. There is healing on the other side of that. And it's worth it. If you really want to be set free from the fruit of jealousy and comparison and competition in your life, I am firmly convinced and I'm willing to die on this mountain. It is found in who you are in Christ, really being rooted and established in your identity in Jesus Christ, finding your value and your worth, not in anything on this side of heaven, but in Jesus who changes not. All of those other things on this side of heaven they're all subject to change. All right. Number two tool that has helped me, and I'm kind of already started to address this, but it's identifying what exactly you're jealous about. Identifying exactly what you're jealous about. And don't settle. Don't allow yourself to settle for just surface answers. Take it further and, and kind of ask yourself, why that? Why that particular area? Why that particular thing? Why is that sort of the, the, the thing that triggers you to be jealous and feel like you are comparing yourself and now she's become your competition? Why that? You have to be willing to be honest and let Jesus into that space of your heart so that he can show you what he sees in you. Okay. So again, it's this heart work. It's being committed to the process and it's a lifelong process, but be committed to it because it's worth it. And again, like I said at the beginning of this week's episode, it is God's heart for you to walk in freedom, to be free in, in this particular area of your faith. And man, you know what? When you and I as followers of Christ, as women of faith, when we are walking free in this area, that is attractive to a world that is full of competition, full of jealousy, and full of comparison. Wow. So that is so powerful. Jealousy can take a backseat to the truth that you are seen, not merely noticed. Come on, somebody. Jealousy can take a backseat to the truth that you are already fully and completely seen, not merely noticed. You aren't just another woman taking up space on planet Earth. <laughs> You're not just another woman taking up space on planet Earth. And when a woman discovers who she is in Christ and she really gets firmly rooted and established and those roots go really deep, man, she stops trying to be noticed by, by the world because she is secure in knowing that she is already uh, seen by the one 
by the one who matters. And I think number three, I know that this is going to make you this, this third tool that has really helped me in this process of being set free from this area in my life. I know it's going to make you like your head go tilt, 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 what you want me to do what, but let me tell you something. This was like really powerful in my life. And I want to say it didn't happen overnight. God, God planted it in my heart. He spoke to my heart and he told me that Susan, this is going to help you overcome and be victorious in this area of your life. And when he spoke it to my heart, I didn't act on it right away. I'm just being honest with you. I sat in it because I myself, like my head was going tilt, tilt, tilt. Wait, what? <laughs> so number three, very effective tool was I began complimenting that other woman that I was jealous of and that I thought was my competition. Yep, you heard me. I started complimenting her. I started saying, you did a really good job. That was a really great message. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you. Wow, that really that really spoke to my heart. Here's what God taught me through that message. It And let me tell you something. I feel like that really started to remove the stronghold that the devil had really started to build um, that wedge, that foothold in like kind of uh, creating this competition and like she couldn't be my friend because I'm in competition with her. And when I started like going to her and genuinely complimenting her, it's like the enemy's hold in that area of my life started to be torn down and crumbled. And I have to say that some of these women that once were like maybe kind of a competition, they really began to be great friends and they are still great friends in my life. And so I think about, I think about how the enemy was at work there and, you know, he hates unity. He hates the bond of sisterhood because when we, when we set down the stones that we're throwing at one another and instead pick up our swords and link arms to make a difference in this world, he hates that. And so if he can do anything to create a wedge and create division, he's all about that. So those are the three biggest tools that the Lord has helped me with. But as I'm wrapping up this week's episode, I want to sort of pull the curtain back a little bit and just show you how how jealousy and competition and comparison was so costly in my own life and really kind of being on the other side of that as a way to encourage you that if you are in that place right now you feel stuck in that place and you you want to be free from it i do i believe that 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 is you. I believe that that is your heart. I don't think that you want that to be a part of your life and a part of your faith, a part of your heart. And so I want to, I want to offer you just a little bit of a testimony as a way to encourage you that if the Lord can do this for me, he can and wants to do it in your life because the Bible tells us that he's not a respecter of persons. And so I'm always willing to be vulnerable and sort of pull the shades back, let women in to different areas of my life for that sole reason to encourage her that she is a little less alone, that she's not the only one that has struggled with this area or that area or whatever it is that I'm talking about, but not just leave it there, you know, not just being willing to share, but, but also take it to that next step, but look at what God did in my life. 
but God, but God showed up and he began to lead me triumphantly. And as I was committed to the process of doing the hard work of the heart work, the Lord brought freedom in my life. So I started seeing another woman as and how she was being used like in her gifting and I wanted to be like her. I wanted to do exactly what she was doing. I wanted to be used exactly how she was being used. Um, I wanted to sound like her. I wanted my mannerisms to to be like her. I wanted my delivery to be like her. I wanted, you know, how I prepared my messages to be like her. And and so I like like she kind of see how it started there with that comparison. Okay. So then it became jealousy and competition because I was measuring myself against her. And when I started seeing, you know, these different opportunities and open doors being presented to her, the very same things that I was believing for in my own life, I would be jealous of her and how how I felt like God was moving in her life. And I felt like I lacked something that I that I was somehow insignificant because of the different ways that God was presenting and giving her opportunities and open doors. And I would I would sort of sit back and I would say, why her? Why her and not me? And I would go to God with some of those questions and and only I think that like it wasn't a it wasn't a like a genuine a humble type going to the Lord with those questions. It was kind of a kind of a rude sort of a like a definitely jealous was the motive behind it. And I just had an attitude about it in prayer. And I would say, God, why her and not me? I have been praying and I've been believing for those same things. And I see you answering prayers, the very things that I've been praying and believing you for. You are doing those things in other people. Why not me? When is it going to be my turn? Can you just... Can you just hear the attitude and and just the 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 posture of my heart behind that? It is not healthy. That was not healthy. And here's the thing, I came to a point where I got honest. I allowed myself to sit with Jesus. I invited him into that space of my heart and I was willing to get honest and ask the question, why? I started to really go on this journey of doing the heart work. And here's what the Lord said to me. And his answer to me, before I share with you what he said, I, I want to make sure that we understand that God's heart is good and it's for us. It's not against us. And sometimes when he shows us things, you know, through his Holy Spirit, sometimes what we see, what he shows us, it isn't warm and fuzzy and it doesn't make us feel good. And we have to kind of face ourselves. You know, we have to be willing to, ooh, you know, that's kind of not a very pretty place in my heart. And and so his answer to me was, Susan, there's some insecurity and some immaturity in your faith. And if though if I answered those prayers and if I if I opened those doors to you and presented those opportunities and I had given those things to you, it would go to your head. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Right. But you know what? I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear the truth. I think that I think that we forget that Jesus's words in John eight thirty two, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know what? 
that was some truth that I needed to hear. But he said it in a way that wasn't that wasn't shame driven. It wasn't con. It wasn't condemning. Um, it was in a way that Susan, like this is this is what is in your heart, but. I, I want to meet you in that place, but I want to not only um, meet you in that place, I want to walk you out of that. I want to walk you and lead you triumphantly. I want to lead you into a place of healing and freedom in your life because that's not my heart for you. So yes, I was insecure and I was immature in my faith and had those areas been given to me, it would have gone to my head. And being on the other side of that all of these years later, I am so grateful that the Lord loves me enough, that the Lord loves me enough to show me the areas of my heart that I need to grow in, things in my life that I need to have further developed, like character development and, again, maturing in my faith and being secure in Him. Because, you know, I think back all of those years ago, and it it would have gone to my head because... I would have definitely in my immature faith and in my insecurity, I would have, I would have finally felt noticed, right? I would have finally said, look at me, everybody. I have finally arrived. Look at me. It's all about me. I, I am, I'm noticed and people are looking at me and um, people know my name and, you know, people want to follow me and people, you know, they want to be my friend and, and, you know, I'm like, my name is in lights. Well, is God in any of that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know what? We should be about, I don't care what lane God has called us in. It, it doesn't matter what God has us doing. Our mission on this earth, our number one purpose is to know him, right? Is to know him and then to and to make him known. So now our number one purpose on on the earth is to know him, to have a relationship with him and then to make him known in the world. Not to make me known, right? Not to make me known, to know him and then to make him known. How I make him known is through the gifts that that God has placed on the inside of me, but it is not about my name being in lights. It is not about me building my own kingdom and building followers and people following me and people knowing me and people wanting to be my friend. No, no, no. <laughs> it's about making him known. It, it's about pointing people to Jesus to, to uh, make followers of Christ, right? Wow. And so can we see here that, that there's this, this, this place of maturing in our faith and this character development and being firmly rooted and established in who I am in Christ? Wow. Having done the hard work to be free from all of that junk, Wow, that is when I could see God starting to open doors and expanding my reach. All of those years ago, I mean, this was, you know, many years ago, but I think that just looking back, I am so grateful that the Lord in his wisdom and in his love and in his care for me, that he did not open doors, the doors that I was believing him for, that he did not present the opportunities for me that I wanted or that I thought that I wanted or that I even thought that I needed to feel better about myself. I'm grateful for that. And you know what? I'm also grateful that he didn't open those doors and grant me those opportunities because 
you know, the the people that I would have been ministering to, they would have received an unhealed person. Ministry would have been flowing through an insecure and immature and undeveloped person of faith. And I don't want that for people that I'm ministering to, people that I'm teaching, people that that I'm even meeting for coffee, people that I'm coaching, people that I'm just, you know, praying and coming alongside with. I want I want ministry to flow through a healed and mature and developed person of faith. Wow. I, I just am so grateful that God did not open, did not open those doors. And here's the thing, here's the thing that, you know, even if the, even if God wouldn't be opening those doors, even if God wouldn't be answering those prayers and expanding my reach, extending my reach and allowing me to, you know, go out into the highways and into the, uh, and into the highways and into the byways and that he would be presenting me these opportunities, even if I don't have those things, I am still secure in who I am. I'm still secure in who I am. I am still mature in my faith and I'm okay. Even if, even if that opportunity is presented to someone else, I'm still okay. Why? Because my value and my worth is not attached to that. It's attached to Jesus Christ. Oh, so good. So good. And so, you know, all of these different things over the years that the Lord has allowed me to do, I, um, I'm grateful for those things, but man, I tell you what, sister, be committed to the heart work. Be committed to the hard work of the heart work. Be committed to the process, even when it's hard, even when it's it's it feels like it's like the refining is like really painful sometimes. Be committed and don't quit. Don't give up because on the other side of that, there is healing and there is freedom from being being stuck and being um, entangled in the in the web of jealousy and competition and comparison. The degree that you allow the Lord to walk you through the areas of your heart determines the freedom that you will have in your life. Wow, that is some truth right there, isn't it? That is some truth right there. And and I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope that that wasn't offensive to you. And I, because that's not my heart to be offensive, but my heart is to be someone in your life that maybe is iron sharpening iron, um, according to, you know, scripture, that those are the kinds of people that we want in our lives, iron sharpening iron. And sometimes Sometimes the people in our lives, because we we know their hearts and, and we know that they're for us, that they're not against us, we're willing to receive some some hard truth sometimes and we're allowing we allow that truth to sharpen us, right? Because we know that that what they're sharing, it is truth, even though it's kind of hard to swallow. We know that it's truth and they and we understand and believe that they they have our best interests at, at heart, that they care about us and they just want to see us healed and free and, and reaching higher in our faith and going forward in Christ. And that is my heart for you. I don't want you to live stuck in jealousy and stuck on that hamster wheel of, of competition and comparison and jealousy. But you know what? Even more than that, it is not God's heart 
for you. It is not his plan for you. It is not his will for you. There is something greater for you. There is something on the other side of all of that. And it's a really good thing. So I hope that this was encouraging for you. I hope that you feel championed forward and I hope that that you that you just got something out of this and maybe just champion forward in your own life that you know what not only are you seen that you're not the only one that it has felt the impacts and the the costs of jealousy, competition and comparison. You're not the only one that has struggled with that. You're not the only one that has found yourself stuck on the hamster wheel, but there is an exit ramp off of that. So, all right. I hope that this added value to your life. I hope that these tools were helpful for you. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you got from this. Let me know if this was encouraging to you because you know what? That's encouraging to me (laughs) too. But anyway, uh, next week we're going to have a guest on the show that she's actually a returning guest, Ayanna Dixon. Oh man, I love her. She's joining us all the way from North Carolina. Um, That woman just has so much wisdom. And we're going to be talking about one more episode, talking about created for community and finding your people and being willing to, you know, build a table. If if you feel like nobody is including you, nobody's inviting you to their table, well, you know what? Maybe God is calling you to build a table and invite people to that table to start to include people out of a need that maybe you have. So, um, but then some upcoming episodes that I have coming up, I've been I've been speaking a lot. The Lord has been opening some doors and I've been speaking a lot at different places, different women's events. I have another one um, coming up here March 12th, I believe it is, uh, in at Grace Church in Forest Lake, Minnesota at the Women on Fire monthly event. Oh, it's going to be so good. But anyway, so uh, I want to give those messages here on the podcast as well. They're going to be talk. I'm going to be talking about your identity and um, we're going to be talking about the woman at the well, a really powerful message there. So come back and stay tuned and I can't wait to catch you right back here next week, same place. But um, until then, have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.